0: Alright, welcome everybody. This is Sean. This is Matt. And this is Warrior Talk. You're hearing our very first episode where me and Matt would like to discuss all things Warrior Nation and talk about whatever else is on our mind. Matt, how you doing? Doing well. How about you, sir? Doing good. Doing good. Did not watch
1: any Colts preseason games today, but I don't think I missed anything. I don't think we missed anything. I'm not a Colts fan, as you know, more of an Eagles guy, but... Twitter not too kind to the Colts today. Very true. All right, so this is kind of the
0: uh, the outlook of our show. We want to talk Warrior Sports, um, highlighting what had happened in the previous week and also looking forward to what's going on in the next week. I did not get a chance to go to the uh, high school football scrimmage, but you did. Can you just tell us something that you saw?
1: Yeah, uh, I think last year the offense was really good and. It was highlighted by the receiving core, especially Alec Burton, Zach Lucan, and Ben Stevens. All three of those guys returned this year. Even the fourth receiver, Toby Highland, is back, but he's now moved to quarterback. Hmm. And honestly, I, I was impressed. I liked what I saw. Toby looked composed. I mean, he's had good accuracy with his throws. Right. I mean, they're going to be a mismatch nightmare. And not to give you know the defense you know put them down. I'm not putting them down at all they looked good right really fast they swarmed to the ball a lot of athletes out on the field now i'm looking forward to a really nice season from the warriors this year very cool very cool i mean i know
0: we didn't get to see a whole lot of plays very limited in what the uh, starters were able to do but what do you think the hallmark of a casey woods team really is
1: they they play hard I, I really believe that they he, he gets them to play hard. he's really being so young he can relate to these kids he's not that far removed from any mm-hmm. kind of football. he played in college and I think that's why the receivers are so good. Casey was a receiver yeah. uh, he's got a great staff around him very passionate staff. you can see it on the sideline. you know he's not going to baby these kids off. they screw up he's going to let them know about it right so it, It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, not, I'm looking forward to, to Friday.
0: Very cool, very cool. Well, um, being a soccer coach, got a chance to see what the uh, high school boys team looked like in our scrimmage. I was pretty excited to see what our varsity was able to put together. We put um, some really good uh, progressions, uh, plays, and passes down. Uh, Hayden Klum got our first goal uh, all the way from the defense, which is exciting to see um the young man like Hayden just working hard putting effort in just a sophomore uh we have a oh, very yeah. young team uh pretty excited about what uh what we're going to be able to see this season and just looking forward to the future Kevin Quant very good kid just working hard up top uh really you could say a lot of great things about all the players um so it was a pretty good pretty good scrimmage
1: now with the new reclassification with soccer Sean uh What's the outlook? I know probably a lot of new teams in the in the sectional, yeah. markably not Avon, Plainfield, and Brownsburg. So what's the outlook there? Yeah, I mean we are no
0: longer the uh, the baby fish in the big pond. Uh, we're definitely in a sectional regional class where uh, I feel like Danville soccer is going to be relevant every single season. Um, you know the biggest test is going to be TriWest. And I think we kind of know that on all sports in Danville, Yes, Banville. we do. Uh, Tri-West is kind of our litmus test if we beat them, um, which we should uh, in every sport beat Tri-West. Absolutely. Um, but, I mean, I think that that, that in our mid-season game will kind of give us an outlook. Uh, looking ahead at the schedule, uh, I'll just jump straight into that. Soccer is actually playing Speedway on Thursday night, which is one of our sectional opponents. So that will be a good test to see. Uh, what our boys look like against theirs, and uh, just to get maybe a good outlook on what the sectional uh, sectional battle could be. What else we got going on this
1: week? So we'll just kind of do a quick rundown of the uh, athletic schedule. All sports here on Monday. It's really busy. I mean, most of these sports are kicking off their very first games. Uh, girls Golf has actually already been underway. They've had Two invitationals, uh, three invitationals actually so far, but they're at it again uh, against Brownsburg and Cascade on Monday. Boys tennis is uh, home against Plainfield at 5 o'clock. And then the girls soccer team kicks off um, at Decatur Central. The varsity actually will be going first at 5.30 with the JV right after. You know, I also got a chance to see a little bit of the girls soccer
0: uh, scrimmage when we... uh We got to Shelbyville, and uh, it sure looked like girls' soccer is going to be very exciting. I think if you enjoy seeing a high-scoring game, uh, I think you're going to really enjoy watching our girls' team play. So on Tuesday, we have boys' tennis, 5 p.m. against Indianapolis Lutheran. Uh, Boys' soccer kicks their season off against Covenant Christian at home, uh, and girls' volleyball looks like they're also kicking their season off
1: uh, away at Cloverdale. Wednesday, girls' soccer is back at it against Covenant Christian as well, again with the varsity starting at 5.30 and JV shortly after. Thursday, it's a very busy night, Thursday. Girls' golf again back in action at Greencastle in South Putnam. Boys' soccer, like Sean mentioned, is at Speedway starting at 5.30. Boys' tennis is at Frankfurt, never a fun drive, but a conference <laughs> team. At 5:30, volleyball is home against Plainfield. that will be a nice early test for them. Uh, it, looks, it looks like everybody's in action that night. Freshman, JV, and Varsity with the action kicking off at 5:30. And I think we're all very excited about the uh, first
0: Friday Night Light football game of the season. Uh, Danville Boys uh, Football will be home. Against Cascade kickoffs is at 7 p.m. and then wrapping the week up, we have boys tennis on Saturday 1 p.m. game against uh, the Warrior, Warren Central invitation, and then we have girls golf as well at 1:30. Boys JV uh, at Twin Lakes cross country is got a Plainfield something or another, <laughs> and uh, we also have an early morning volleyball invitation as well. So
1: that's. What Danville sports looks like. So, for this first episode, we don't really have much to go off of as far as recapping, you know, games, sports, results, stuff like that. So, we're going to kind of, you know, talk about something near and dear to our hearts. Right, very true. Just, it, it, and, ladies, if you don't play, I'm sorry. You just turn off right now. We don't want you to turn it off. You might learn something. <laughs> but, fantasy football. The yeah, NFL season is, what, a month away? Does that sound about right? Maybe less? And it is definitely something that we have been looking forward to
0: since, I don't know, maybe March? Absolutely, oh, yes. Looking forward to football. So, uh,
1: Stu and I, uh, we play in one league together. How many leagues are you in? Too many that I'm willing to admit, but I, I will go ahead and admit it. I am go- I will be in four wow. this year. Wow. Four. Yeah. And this is—I've cut it down. I used to be in six, so I'm not proud, but it is what it is. Well, Stu is uh, a champion in our
0: league. I've been a champion in our league twice, actually. And the uh, current reigning, the current reigning champion is a good friend, Zach McNulty. So we're looking forward to this season. Uh, Really, we just want to keep it plain and simple this evening, and just talk about really our top five. Positional players? Yes, absolutely. Um, Matt and I both have our list of who we believe uh, top five should be, and we're talking about a standard non-PPR league for those of you that are paying attention. PPR, if you have no idea what we are talking about, uh, is points per reception. So we're talking standard six-point touchdown for a running back, six-point touchdown for a receiver, and we actually talk about four-point quarterback touchdown
1: per touchdown. Not going to lie, we're not, we're not going to talk a whole lot about kickers and defenses. Because you should
0: never pick a defense or a kicker until the last two. Uh,
1: I'll disagree with you on the defensive one, but yes, here's the only thing you need to know about kickers. They should be your last pick. Every time. Every time. Because you're probably going to kick them off your team. Each week. Each week. I don't know. What have you. Don't worry about kickers. If you have anybody in your league that picks a kicker before their last pick, point and laugh at them. Let's let's just say this about defense because we don't want to spend any time really talking
0: about them. But unless you're picking the Broncos or the Seahawks, if they're gone
1: off the board, you should wait till the second to last pick. I'll throw in Houston. I think I I think they're an elite defense. Alright. Okay. Because of the conference that they're in? Yes. I think that matters. Yeah. I mean, now, let's not kid ourselves. The NFL is geared towards offense. Right. So no matter who you pick, right. if they give you positive points, right. you should be happy. Right. Because this receivers, quarterbacks, running backs, it's 100, 150 yards a game for running backs, receivers. Every game, quarterbacks are going to throw for at least 300 yards. If they don't throw for 300 yards, that's an anomaly anymore. Correct. So defenses, you need to hope that they get a lot of turnovers and sack the quarterback a lot. Okay, that that's what you're looking for. So if you're if you're one of those guys that does your research beforehand, look at the sacks and the turnovers. All right, agree to disagree. Unless <laughs> you're picking the Broncos or Seahawks, you should wait till the second
0: to last pick. All right, let's move on to running backs. Running backs. All right. I feel like running backs are still kind of the uh, the power-driven aspect
1: of fantasy football. Oh, I totally agree. And I, I I did my research. I even went in two years back Okay, as well. And it's crazy. So last year, the top five scoring running backs were David Johnson, uh-huh. Zeke Elliott, LaShawn McCoy, okay. Le'Veon Bell, and DeMarco Murray. Those okay. were the top five. And I'm going to throw in throw in Melvin Gordon. Okay. And the only reason why is his points per game was really high, but he only played in thirteen games. Right. Now the crazy part about Le'Veon Bell, he only played in twelve and still made it in the top five total points. Okay. So if 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 it's me, I'm taking LeVeon Bell as my top running back. First and overall pick. Maybe not first overall pick, but he is my top running back. Okay. Let's just let's just take a step back. If you had the first overall pick in the 2017 fantasy football draft, who would you pick? You and I have talked about this. I'm, I'm, I would take Julio Jones. Which,
0: I know we're talking about running backs, but I feel like I just need to slap you right now. I mean, what is the biggest issue against Julio Jones? Surely you know this. Injury. Injury, okay. Definitely injury. But let's just say that he plays every single game this season. What's the second knock? Second knock? It's he gets no touchdowns. Julio Jones, by and large, is a receiving receiver. I know that sounds stupid, but he gets all of his points on yards. He does not get his points from
1: touchdowns. Yeah, but... All right, since we're going there. All right, so wide receiver-wise... Okay, so we're just jumping. We're jumping around here. Okay. He only played in so Julio Jones only played in fourteen games okay. last year. Not, but he was not
0: among the top five. He was he was not, not among
1: the top five, but he was in, he was top six or seven. Okay, with two games left, okay. two, two games off. Everybody above him outside of Antonio Brown, who only played fifteen games, okay. played an entire sixteen games. So you give him the extra two games. he's still he's a top three receiver okay. at least. I I just I think he's the most consistent. Okay, I'm and he and he and his, his his I won't say risk, but his ceiling uh-huh. is so much higher. Case in point, the three hundred yard receiving game he had early in the season against Carolina, too. which he only got one touchdown in that path. And that three hundred yards, though, are you
0: kidding? But me? that's my point exactly. He is not a touchdown driven receiver, where you know Antonio Brown is going to get a lot of touchdowns,
1: which I think boosts his value so much more. I would say 1A, 1B. I still like Julio. I just think he's a freak athletically. He's Matt Matt Ryan's guy. Okay. So, I mean... I'm not disagreeing with you. You're not going to... Like, if I end up with Antonio Brown, I'm not going to cry. Let's just put it that way. Right, but we're talking about the first overall pick. I know. Which, I hope you get the first overall pick in my draft so that you can (laughs)
0: take... Julio Jones off the board and not make anybody else think about that. All right, so we totally just kind of skipped over running backs. Let's just stay in the wide receiver. Okay. Why don't you just give me your top five wide receivers? We already know number one is Julio, Julio Jones. Jones. Who do
1: you got at number two? Two, I like Antonio Brown. I, he's, I think, what, two, three years in a row now, he's been top three in just about every major category. Okay. Three is Odell Beckham. It, it's got to be. I think he gets lost sometimes. Yeah. I, everybody knows how good he is, but I think he gets lost up in, with the Giants. Are you are, are you are you saying number three
0: because he's the third best, or do you think that he will have potentially the third best points as a wide receiver this upcoming season? In the in a fantasy capacity, I think he is the third best. best are you receiver. are you nervous at all about the division that he plays
1: in? and the teams that he's got to play against this upcoming season. No. Because remember, early on, I said I was an Eagles fan. Right. So same division. I I know what he can do. Now, it's all about the receivers next to him. Because you and I have talked about it. Those number one receivers, if they don't have at least one other guy that can draw some attention, there's going to be double teams all day. Right. That said, I think he has good enough receivers next to him to make him the third best fantasy receiver, even though he's probably... a he is a top 3 talented receiver right. maybe 2 or 1 right okay so he's my number 3 Jordy Nelson yes is my number 4 yes that is with the caveat if he stays healthy, healthy right but that's with everybody uh, and then number 5 is man it's it was hard uh-huh. i mean cuz there's a lot there's a handful of guys right and i i think i went with him just because i I don't know why honestly I don't know why I think this is more of a homer pick not necessarily homer but right. AJ Green he's yes. my number 5 okay. so those are my top 5 I love AJ Green I, he's probably a top 3 talent uh-huh. but it's just the way he gets injured it seems like at the wrong times during the season Right. And so he's my number 5 So for me, and as much grief as I gave you, I would
0: go Julio Jones number one as well. I would pick him over Antonio Brown just from the standpoint that what can Big Ben do this year? Is he going to get hurt? Who do they have behind him? I didn't do my research to know who his backup is, but (laughs) my biggest fear for Antonio Brown being a number one wide receiver is is the uh, reliability of Big Ben. He's already thought about retirement. His mind might already be checked out going into the season. Would his heart be in there? I don't know. Plus, I'm not a Steelers fan. Being a Bengals (laughs) fan, kind of hate everything about Steelers. So it's hard to say that he is the number one. So for me, Julio Jones, number one. Um, Antonio Brown, number two, I would agree with you on Odell Beckham Jr. For number three, number four, I actually we're on the same exact wavelength. I believe Jordy Nelson stays healthy. He is a touchdown machine. Yes, he is. I think that at the end of the season, he might even have more points than any of those if he's healthy. And Aaron Rodgers is doing what Aaron Rodgers does, just throwing touchdown after touchdown to Jordy Nelson. And number five, because I'm a homer, AJ Green definitely is it. I just don't know about Mike Evans.
1: Yes, you you never you never do. It's it's really hard. Jameis Winston, I feel like he is a week to week quarterback. Mm-hmm. You never know what you're going to get out of him. And I don't think Mike Evans has that second receiver like we were talking about earlier. Right. It used to be uh, Mike or sorry, yeah, Mike Williams. Sorry. Right. Uh, And he would draw some attention, but he didn't have a very good year last year. And going back to Jordy Nelson, Jordy Nelson was actually the highest-scoring receiver last year. Now, that was based on Fantasy Football Today stats. Correct. I think that you could debate Mike Evans, had him by one point, but that just depends on who you're you're pulling your research from. And here's the thing about receivers. The year before that, so 2015— the top five scoring ones were Antonio Brown, Julio Jones. No surprise there. But then three and four were Brandon Marshall, yeah, and Allen Robinson. Agreed. So, and then even then, points per game. DeAndre Hopkins was up there. Sammy Watkins was up there. Right. I mean, you don't know uh, top five last year. So 2016. T. Y. Hilton was the top, the fifth right. highest scoring. Right. So it's very the the top three are the guys you can count on top. I'll go to top four. The top four are the ones you can count on the most. Okay. Once you get down to five, I mean, you're talking correct fractions of points probably. So it's just how you feel. Correct. I would say when you're
0: drafting, that's probably a good rule of thumb: is to go with how you feel. You've done the research. You have made a good decision on this player or that player. But at the
1: end of the day, it's your team. And you've got to sleep with that team every night, which sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> now, here, here's the thing about for me, this is my personal draft strategy. Okay. We're talking here. I do here. like your draft strategy, by the way. So, two of my top four, maybe two of my top three picks will be receivers. It's it's okay. locked. I feel locked like that's in. risky. It's the it's the now if you're in a flex. Now standard league, I think, does have a flex. Every yes, I would agree with that. So, but normally you're starting three wide receivers. It depends, though, what kind of league you're yes. running. Yes, I mean, we're talking a
0: standard non-PPR league. So you're starting what two receivers and a flex? I think for sure you're starting two receivers. You have one flex, which that flex player could be a running back, it could be a wide receiver, it could be a tight end. Um, but you are not banking on the points per reception. So I still feel like a running back holds a little bit more value than a wide
1: receiver, unless you're crazy enough to get three of the top receivers. And that's what I think that's where I'm going, is I feel like running backs are, they're sketchy. Yeah. I mean, the, the injury rate for running backs is unreal. Right. Like, I, I can't count on a running back to play all 16 games. Right. I looked at it. Receivers are almost guaranteed at least fifteen games. Right. Like the at they're gonna play in all 15, right. 16 games throughout right. the season. Right. Where a running back, I mean, it could be 11, eleven, twelve, you know, if you get really lucky they're playing in fifteen, sixteen. Right. It Le'Veon Bell, he was suspended the first three games. F- first three games last year. Right. Ezekiel Elliott, he's gonna his suspension, we're gonna get in the running backs here in a little right. bit. He's maybe suspended for six games. Right. So Le'Veon
0: Bell last year, with three games out, was still the fourth best running back points.
1: Correct. So, like I said, I'm not going to criticize you for taking Le'Veon Bell with the first overall pick. It's great. It's not what I would do. Correct. Okay. Very good. Well, I like that conversation on receivers. Let's
0: move back to running backs. Um, You mentioned... You haven't really
1: mentioned who your top running back is. My top running back it's it's still I think it's LeVeon Bell. Okay. I don't I don't think there's any any argument. I think Cowboy fans will argue with me, but that's what Cowboys fans do. Correct. It's still Le'Veon Bell. Until someone dethrones him, which okay. I don't I me personally I don't feel like anybody has. Okay. He is the best running back in football on the field. And even at, from a fantasy standpoint, I still think he's the best All one right, so before I ask this next question, who is your number two? Number two, honestly, I think
0: it's David Johnson. David okay. Johnson's probably my number two. So, all right, with that in mind, and this is kind of the debate that people are going to have, is David Johnson versus Le'Veon Bell. Why would you pick Le'Veon Bell knowing that he's in that AFC North, brutal weather? I understand that you're going to say a run game needs to happen in brutal weather, but I mean those are teams that are just notorious for having great run
1: defenses. It ha no he hasn't proven me wrong yet. Okay. Like I have no reason to doubt Le'Veon Bell yet. Okay. Like he hasn't shown me like, oh, those last three games of the year, you're not gonna be able to count on him. Right. No, that he balls out. Right. Every week, it feels like. Yeah.
0: I mean, it would be cool to see what Le'Veon Bell can do with an entire season. You look at David Johnson's numbers from last season, and he had almost 100 more points for the entire season than Le'Veon Bell. But three games is a lot uh points that, he, that Le'Veon yes. Bell missed out on accumulating. All right, so you've got uh, Le'Veon Bell
1: number one, David Johnson number two. Number three is... I'm I'm basing this strictly off last year, okay. and I knew he he was a new face last year with his team, and I knew he was probably going to have a good year. It's Demarco Murray. Okay, I, I I don't know what it is about him. Okay, I love him. Yes, he's probably my number three. Uh, I'm going to go with LaShawn McCoy four. Okay, he surprised the crap out of me right. last year with the Bills. Right. Oh, I, you feel like you're nervous at all about the dumpster fire that is
0: the Buffalo Bills? Who's basically tried to give their whole team away just to stockpile draft
1: picks, like they're the Boston Celtics? Not really. I'm not. Cause in, in fantasy, if you're if you're down, all right, that means you're 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 gonna get a lot of garbage fantasy points. Okay, it happens. I hear you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I totally just, hear you. It, it is what it is. I mean. Guy near and dear to my heart, Jordan Matthews. You, you and I talked about this the other day. He 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 would drop easy passes during the heart of the game, right? Where it, it meant the most, right? But last five six minutes of the game, they're down. They're driving. The defense is playing soft. He's going to catch everything. He's going to get that garbage touchdown. Right. And from a fantasy owner standpoint, that's awesome. But, you know what I mean? McCoy. <laughs> if I'm an Eagles fan, that's right. awful. Right, but. LaShawn McCoy could possibly be that same way. He's going to catch screens, and he's dangerous in the open field. He's going to break off big runs. I like him at number three. Sorry, number four. He was my four, so I got Le'Veon Bell one, David Johnson two, DeMarco Murray three, LaShawn McCoy four. uh... Okay, number five's hard. Five's hard. I'm going to put him there even with the suspension in place. It's got to be Zeke. It is got it's got to be Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. I truly believe the suspension will like, get get reduced if nothing else in the backlash could get it wiped out completely. You never know. I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think it'll at least get moved down to 4 if yeah. not less. Yeah. I think you can once you get him back after 4 weeks he's just going to right. He's going to tear up the league like he did last year. Okay, so that's interesting that you would pick Zeke over Freeman. Right now, I think Tevin Coleman had a good enough year last year to where his carries may get a little less. Right. So the touches may not be there for him. Okay. Okay, DeMarco Murray, that is just such a unique number or guy just to throw up there. it's, It's a reach, but I think it was based... Now, that was his first year in the system. Now he's more comfortable. Correct. He plays in a crap division. <laughs> right, right. Having the Colts twice a season. Colts twice a year. The Jags twice a year. Texans, yes, but still it's a divisional game. Right. So it, it, it's I, I like where he's at.
0: Okay. All right, well, I'm going to start off with my uh, list. I got David Johnson, number one. on Bell, number two. Again, I feel like it's a 50-50 one way or the other. Um. Again, being a, being a Bengals fan is just hard. Just hard yes. to show any kind of love <laughs> to Steelers. Uh, number three, I'm gonna go with uh, LeSean McCoy as well. All the things that you said are definitely true. He's gonna get garbage time. They've got nobody else. They've got nobody else. So LeSean McCoy is gonna have to continue to work for it. Plus, I still think he's playing with the chip on his shoulder, just feeling like he was burned. Uh, in his previous time with the Eagles, I feel like he's just constantly got an axe to grind and he's going to continue to do that. Um, number four, I'm going to have to go with Melvin Gordon. Not mad at you. Yeah, I just feel like, again, L.A.'s got nothing. Yep. And so they're going to have to continue. Plus, uh, having Phillip Rivers, who can still sling the ball. I mean, kind of Brett Favre style. And they, and they
1: used their running backs a lot in the past game. Right. A lot. If Danny Woodhead is healthy at all, he... He's going to help Melvin Gordon a little bit, I right. feel like. If he's not, that means Melvin Gordon's touches are just going to go that much more. Agreed, and I'm going to have to end with number five with
0: Zeke Elliott. I agree with you. Even That's with, a homer even pick. Even with
1: – yeah, I'm a <laughs>
0: Buckeye fan. Uh, even with six games. Yes. Even with six games, the Cowboys – are going to run the ball. That is who they are. That is who they've always been. Ever since I started watching them with Emmett Smith, they have always wanted to run the ball. Zeke Elliott is their guy, and they're going to stand behind him. Dak Prescott can't carry the team. He just can't. I I think he's going to drop off majorly this year, and Zeke's going to come back fresh, ready to go, six games into the season, and he is going to destroy some fools. (laughs) All right, uh, let's move on to quarterbacks, starting with number one. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers uh, and then Tom Brady. I feel like Rodgers... Is just going to continue to reign supreme in that division. The Lions are a dumpster fire, even though they beat the Colts today in the preseason. It's still the preseason. Uh, Tom Brady. Yep, he's Tom Brady. How do you? He's touchdown, Tommy. How do you? I mean, you just can't. You just can't stop him. Age has got nothing on him. Number three, I'm gonna go Drew Brees. Number four, I am gonna go Matty Ice. And number five, this all comes down to health. I already know who you're going to talk about. Right. I mean, Andrew Luck. Yep. I mean, how do you not... Andrew Luck, very well, could be number two this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, just with what he's able to do. He played injured all last season. Going into this season, they're going to try and keep him as healthy as possible. Hold back any of the hits in the preseason. I think that he has
1: the potential of being the number one quarterback this year. Now, quarterbacks for me... I. I've gone drafts where I didn't pick my first quarterback till the eighth or ninth round. I understand. I okay. feel like that's the way so, you should do it. Yep, because like I said, this is an offensive-driven league. You're gonna if you don't get 300 yards out of your quarterback, you need to look for another quarterback. Okay. That that's that's where I stand on quarterbacks. So you can get any a serviceable quarterback around round ten. Okay, that's me. So, okay. but. That being said, there are three or four elite guys that if you get them, yes. it's great. Yes, I'm starting with Tom Brady. Okay. He, he's it, man. You can't stop that guy. Right. It doesn't matter. And now, not only that, he's added Dwayne Allen as a second tight end now. Right. So now he's got the Gronkosaurus. He's got Dwayne Allen. He Martellus added... his Bennett. Martell- no. I, are we sure he's still on the roster? Yeah, I'm not 100% Sure. Okay, either way, he's still got two good tight ends. He's still got Edelman. He's still got Amendola. He added Brandon Cooks, which that might be the sleeper receiver of any fantasy draft. Okay. He's got weapons everywhere. Okay? So, yes, he's my number one. I, I like Aaron Rodgers, too. Right. Okay, he is the most talented quarterback in the league, in my opinion. Yeah. He does, he, the throws he makes are stupid. Right. Okay, so I got him, too. And the receivers that
0: he has is oh, stupid. yeah. I mean, how do they have those guys? I mean, they don't have a running back that you would trust for
1: anything. No. But receiving all day long. It's three and four, you. I could flip-flop these and not be mad. Uh, I'd probably go with Andrew Luck, three. Drew Brees, four. Those two right there, I could okay. flip-flop and not okay. even be mad okay. about it. Drew Brees is a model of consistency. Right. That guy's going to throw for almost 5,000 yards, guaranteed. Right. Okay, Andrew Luck, last year, he was a top four quarterback statistically. Right. Now he He even missed a game. Right. Two years ago, points per game-wise, I think he was a top five quarterback, but he only played in seven games. Right. Okay, so Andrew Luck is still a top five quarterback no matter what you Colts fans think. Okay, Agreed. He's my number four and number five... I could go anywhere, but I pro- I'll go with Matt Ryan. Yes, he's got the weapons. He plays in a dome. Yes, he's getting eight, eight games, nine really if you count going to New Orleans. He's right. got nine games where he's playing indoors. Right, he he lights it up. Right, right. He, I think I think he will play with a chip on his shoulder too this year after the Super Bowl debacle. Oh. So let, let me, uh, I want to ask you a question, and
0: I'll word it in such a way that you're not necessarily giving away any of your strategy, but you kind of alluded to the fact that you want to wait till a late round to look for a quarterback. So give me the name of three quarterbacks that you would be fine looking
1: at in a late round 9-10 draft. The guy we haven't even mentioned, and two years ago he was the leading quarterback scorer, is Cam Newton. Okay. Okay. The running threat is there. I mean, he gets as many rushing touchdowns as his running backs, it feels like. Right. So Cam Newton is a guy you should look at. Russell Wilson, same thing. Okay, his mobility. If he adds a rushing touchdown here and there, that's great. That's just added value. Uh, they throw the ball enough now. hmm Okay, he's very valuable. I think Carson Palmer, even though he's in the, you know... The latter part of his career... The twilight years. Yes, the twilight years. He still has... He's still got it. He plays Bruce Arians, who's going to throw it down the field. Okay. They're throwing it down the field. Big plays. He's got Larry Fitzgerald, who in, still, in my opinion, still may have the best hands... Right. ...in the league. Agreed. Okay, so he's got a lot of weapons. So Cam Newton, Carson Palmer, Russell Wilson... Uh, you could still go Big Ben. He's got the weapons... All right. Again, another big play. He extends plays. Right. They're gonna get big plays. I like those four right there if you're going outside those top five we mentioned.
0: I mean, I again I would agree with you on Big Ben. He I mean, we talked about, you know, maybe his lack of desire to play this season, the injury risk, but you look at all the weapons that he has yeah. around him. I mean, somebody's gonna get the yards that he's throwing the ball to. For me, I would um I would take a risk this year and maybe look at Marcus Mariota. Um, I if, you know we're not talking about who's going to do what in what division, although that could be something we say for another episode where we pick games. But I would go Marcus Mariota and the Titans are going to win the AFC North or South. Wow. Okay. And I believe that he will just he will just have a statistical
1: year that everybody's going to be aware of and they're going to be talking about him again next year. And before we move on from quarterbacks, I'll throw Derek Carr in there as okay. well. I think he, I think he's going to have a good follow-up year. Yep. I just got paid, so we'll see. All right. Let's move on to tight ends. Let's not really even talk about
0: five. Let's just talk about our top three tight ends. Okay. Because really, I think the whole thing drops after the top three.
1: I would – I could probably give you five names that I would be okay with. Okay. Because your our top two, is it's always health. And I already know who our top two are. Correct, correct. We got Gronk. Correct. And Jordan Reed. Correct. Okay. They should be the top two tight ends taken. Correct. But Jordan Reed, I don't think, has played a full season in three seasons. Right. And Gronk has been hurt the last two seasons. Agreed. So you gotta be careful. Right. All right, when you take these guys. I remember I don't know if it was last year or two years ago, a guy in my league took Gronk in the first round. Right. Okay. So I think we're past that. Yes, we are past that, but just know where you're taking this tight end. Right. So those two we're both in agreement on. Next guy would you take Gronk? If it were me? If it were you. Man, I would wanna draft my first running back at least two Running backs, at least two wide receivers. Well, there's no way he's making it to a fifth round. So, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take him before, okay. before the fifth. Okay. I, I wouldn't. I just, I can't. I'd rather have the depth, that wide receiver, and running back than take a risky tight end. Now, he's a high-end tight end. Don't get right. me wrong. Right. But if he gets hurt, now all of the, anybody with a mediocre tight end is going to get a second. Mediocre right. or tight end. So right. the depth is no longer there.
0: Do you feel like you are more of a risk taker when it comes to fantasy football, or you're going to play it as safe as you possibly
1: can? I will play it safe in the draft. During the season, I will get a little risky based on matchups. Okay. Okay. Uh, if... It, if the normal play is to okay. play a top ranked guy, but his matchup isn't very good, I may bench him. See, I'm the complete opposite. I would rather take a big swing
0: and either finish last or finish first, knowing I just crushed everyone. <laughs> but then when we're in the season, I I just have an automatic lineup. I drafted the guys to play as starters. I'm just going to leave them in. Because I don't wanna
1: go at the end of the game go, Man, you're an idiot. Why didn't you play your stuff? I'm with you there. Depth can hurt you. Yes. It can hurt you. Just know that know that because I was the same way my play, my first round I it was either my first or second round playoff game last year in my money league. I had five running backs that I could have played in three different spots. Right. And I, I, I picked two of the wrong guys. Yep. And it cost me. Yeah. So, it, yes, I agree with you 100% there. All right, go back to number three on your tight end. Travis Kelsey. Yep. He's got to be the third, third rank there. Him. Maybe two. I mean, you could probably argue for two behind Gronk. Uh, I feel that way. Yeah. Um, he had a better year last year. Jimmy Graham. Hmm. He's known as the Golden Spear in our league. Yeah, the um, spear of Destiny. Spear of Destiny, sorry. The spear of Destiny. The spear of Destiny. It was broke. But he's hurt. still known as that. Jimmy Graham, I think, will still have another good year. He plays He plays with a good quarterback who understands what he can do, I think. Okay. And then five, I'll get. I'll just run through the next three, I think, that are worth considering. All right. Kyle Rudolph, Greg Olson, Delaney Walker. In that order? Uh, I would probably go Greg Olson, Delaney Walker, then Kyle Rudolph. Okay. All right, well, for me, the same
0: is true. Gronkowski, Jordan Reed, Travis Kelsey. Uh, number four, I'd probably go Delaney Walker, but that kind of goes back to my bias on Marcus Mariota and the season that he's going to have. And then uh, I just got to believe, and this is maybe one of those risky moves that, that just happens in a draft day for me. I just got to believe that Tyler Eifert's going to have a season. Yeah. he's got to have a season and, and maybe that's the fandom in me that's just crying out please Lord let <laughs> him have a season but I just feel like I for it this year AJ Green healthy Tyler healthy they've got a phenomenal backs uh, running backs mixon uh Giannardi, Bernard and uh, Joe Mixon, I'm uh, telling you Jeremy Hill yes Joe Mixon. all right let's uh we're, we're, we're kind of coming to the end of our show let's let's do this last question. Uh, what's one player that you're kind of holding back on? Like, I just, uh, there's a lot of hype surrounding them, but I'm
1: not buying. For me, it's rookies. Okay. Like, last year, I mean, and I'll admit, I was wrong about him. I wasn't going to take Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. I don't trust rookies. I don't, especially, especially running back rookies. So the guy I'm going to point to is Christian McCaffrey. Oh. Now I heard okay. Lewis Riddick on ESPN say he's. This is everybody, not rookies. He right. said Christian McCaffrey is going to be the most dangerous weapon in the NFL, mm. just because of how versatile it is. Right now, if you want to take a chance on a rookie, he's the guy you want to take a chance on. Okay, because from what I understand, he'll probably maybe do kickoff, punt returning. He may line up in the slot. He's going to carry the ball. Mm -hmm. He's going to get touches one way or another. So that's the guy I'm kind of holding. I would say I'm holding back on the most. Okay. For me, uh, you know,
0: I think a lot of people when they do fantasy football, especially if they don't do the research and they don't really do the due diligence to try and figure out what is the team, what's the makeup of my team going to be, and they just draft by names, I think people are going to be burned this year by Des Bryant. I was about to say, we
1: were about to go through a whole fantasy thing and not mention Des Bryant. Cowboy yeah. fans were about to have yeah, a connection. I, yeah, I don't think that Des Bryant is going to perform. Um, you know, you
0: don't ever wish injury on somebody. It just seems like he's just going to be hurt this year. It seems like uh, his quarterback is just not going to be as productive as he was last year. And, and you know, you're an Eagles fan, and so you might cringe at this. I I feel bad for the Cowboy organization. I know, I know, I know. I'm just weird. Please. Maybe maybe it's the Bengal in me that's just never seen a Super Bowl before, but I just feel like there's going to be a lot of hype and a lot of hope based on what they did last yep. year, and
1: I don't think Des Bryant is going to fulfill any of that going into this season. I, I, and this is what I'll give... Let's just stay on the Cowboys for a second. Okay. So I've always been very... I won't even say critical. I've always been critical of Jerry Jones, but he was, he was always... If you're a Redskins, Eagles, or Giants fan, Jerry Jones was your best friend, okay? Because he was the general manager, he made all football decisions, and he made really bad ones. Right. So, I, the best thing Jerry Jones did was to step aside and let someone else make football decisions. Right. And it has paid off. Right. Okay? Their offensive line is the best in football. Right. They have a quarterback that is mobile. He's good. He's I'm not good. trying to take away anything from Dak Prescott. Yes, absolutely. I know you're not. And the, the Cowboys, and I'm with you, there's so much hype, and Cowboys fans have so much hope right. going into the season. The Zeke thing probably crushed them a little bit. A lot. A lot. Actually, Yeah, a lot's probably a better word. And if the other three teams in the division don't take advantage of it, I can see the Cowboys still winning right. the division, the NFC East. And it's just like I'm with you though. Dez, Dez is a top three talent at wide receiver. Right. I think he's just a prima donna. <laughs> well, right. I mean, oh, most receivers. That's a wide receiver. Are, that's a, yeah, most that's wide, wide receivers receiver. are. That, and that's why I think Larry Fitzgerald is actually one of my favorite players in the league. Yeah. Because he just he, he goes out there, he does his job, and, and I feel the same way about AJ Green, Jordy Nelson, as well.
0: So Julio Jones too.
1: Yeah. He he. Although, that whole diamond earring thing, he had someone go dive down because he lost it. Well, you remember that? I mean, when your bling falls down, you got to yeah. go get it. Yeah. All right, guys,
0: this is great. Um, we really enjoyed talking fantasy football. We enjoyed talking about the Warriors. Looking forward to hearing about how all the teams do this upcoming week and giving you
1: some feedback on what is going on in Warrior Nation. Uh, I, I'm i looking forward to this. I hope you guys are, too. Uh Spread the word. All right? <laughs> Hopefully we get at least one person listening to this by the end of the week. If it's not, not our wives. Yeah, that's not our <laughs> wives. Uh, other than that, I, I'm looking forward to this. I hope you are too, Sean. All right. Stu and Sean out.